Welcome to Content Inspire, episode 22. Today, I have the legend and the badass, <laughs> Tegan Averett, here on, on the uh, Content Inspire podcast show, man. Welcome. I'm super happy to have you on board. Um, not only are you a teammate of mine within Ghost, part of the fam, but you're, you're a badass, dude. The amount of content that you're pushing out regarding your platforms and the things that you're doing with We Are Valiant and a lot of other brands, dude, you're doing some pretty sick and amazing things. So I know when people hear your story, your why, they'll, they'll go after what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really excited to be here, dude. I remember uh, even before just talking to you before we were, I think, I think before both of us were even on Ghost, <laughs> actually, you know, and uh, it's crazy. I think I was thinking about this morning. I was like, wow, so much time has gone by since then. And it's like, we're still connected, you know, and it's almost like, will we always be connected? just because that's the way the world's going. I think, I think as long as we stay focused on the things that we want in life, I think no matter what, we'll stay connected for sure, Mm -hmm. my dude. Mm -hmm. And um, so hands down, let me just start off with, let me just start off with this question. What is your why? Well, I think... I think I, I have a few whys, mm-hmm. actually, and they kind of fall into do, two different categories. Um, mm-hmm. But I wholeheartedly believe that I'm here to help, or I'm here on this planet to help sort of two types of people and also just lead by example because I don't like to tell people what to do. It's like if someone comes at me and they're, telling me what to do all the time in a very strong way, then I'm less likely to listen to them. Mm-hmm. But if they just do what they say they're going to do and they lead by example, I'll, I will watch more. Does that make sense? It's like your words don't have power. It's not about what you say. It's about what you do. And you can do a lot without saying a lot. And I think those are the most impactful type of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, you know, uh, when people practice in quiet or they practice in the shadows and they don't necessarily boast all the time about how hard they're working, but they're just showing up and doing it. Or you see people treating people well from a distance and you're like, huh, you know, that person's treating people well and they're not even trying to like make an impression on me, but you can just observe and see. So, um, <clears throat> I think my first why that I realized was, um, it kind of falls in line with We Are Valiant. And I wholeheartedly believe that a lot of the issues that we see in our society start at childhood and uh, the surroundings that we grow up in. And so I always thought, you know, it's, I feel less pull towards older people who have messed up their lives. But when it's a kid, and they're born into a situation that's out of their control, and they're basically already starting at a disadvantage, those are the type of kids that I would love to uh, help give a shot at life, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they're already kind of, like, discounted. Like, they're probably not going to 
aspire to much, but if they're given the chance, you know, what, what are they capable of type of thing. So uh, that's sort of my first why is I've always had a really strong pull. I think even when I was like single digits as a kid, I just I was like, I want to help people, but I don't know who or why or how or what. So um, that's kind of how We Are Valiant came. Came mm-hmm. about is it deal it uh, primarily focuses on street kids and orphans who either don't have families or homeless, basically. And it's you know, <laughs> what's the what's the trajectory of a homeless kid, child in a third world country? It doesn't look too great, right? So mm-hmm. being able yeah. to give them a chance um, at a normal life uh, is sort of my first why. <clears throat> And I guess I could add the room, but my second why is helping people who are sort of born in the middle class type of area actually uh, get motivated and stop being so lackadaisical, you know, or um, not content, but comfortable. Mm-hmm. because that's sort of where I see a slope. It's like people either don't believe in themselves for some, for some reason, but it's like people who are just doing good enough to not have to unlock their potential, but they're just kind of coasting and kind of melting and degrading <laughs> through life and uh, helping those people really believe in themselves, helping them understand their passion, help, helping them understand, you know, what gets them up in the morning and maybe it's not what society told them, but it's what something that lies deep within them. And so being able to sort of get people to act on that. And, but first of all, identify that. Okay. So, so that's very long. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Trust me. That's your answer. That's your, that's what you're sharing with me and the listeners at this exact moment. So thank you for that. And what I took from that is one, your first why is primarily you want to help people um, in regards to within third world countries, children primarily that haven't had a great upstart in Mm -hmm. life and you just want to help them out. Mm -hmm. And it's from a genuine place. And I know that we are valiant. That's a brand and or nonprofit that you're that you're running with your cousin correct mm-hmm. correct correct mm-hmm. okay but we've also built out a decently large team i believe there's 30 people actually operating with us too okay yeah and and then the second why component in there is that you want to help people get past any self-doubt any bs that they have in their life that's making them complacent mm-hmm. complacent yes um, so that they're able to move forward and basically unlock their full potential, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and move forward and then go Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> basically just yeah. be hype, dude, all the time. Because, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you see it, but I feel like if you've sort of started this podcast, maybe your reason is you just want to inform people or you want to help people get get inspired uh and like this this is your way of doing it and so obviously if you want people to be inspired maybe you think a lot of people are sleeping you know what i think a lot of people 
I th- I do think a lot of people are coasting in life and they've gotten complacent. And I used to be one of those people, not going to lie. Um, and it all just takes that mental switch, that one moment that you say, I'm capable of anything or I'm going to go after it and say, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So this podcast has changed my life. Um, and basically now I'm just connecting with people that are going after it and don't allow anything to get in their way mm-hmm. um but yeah that's um I'm, I'm happy that you're here sharing that with the listeners because like i said when they hear your story and or what you want to share today mm-hmm. they're going to do exactly just that get past the bullshit <laughs> i feel like there's uh times where we ebb and flow you know it's like mm-hmm. we are get really inspired or we get really disciplined then there's times we sort of fall back into complacency and it's just always this thing it's not necessarily about being perfect and always being super freaking super saiyan over here (laughs) but uh, (laughs) just catching yourself and sort of having those barriers and being able to self-reflect enough to understand that you are being complacent because i'm not sure if a lot of people really even realize that i'm not sure if they get to that self-reflecting part or if they just think it's how you're supposed to feel well i just think people are so used to being complacent or so used to complaining about the same thing complaining about the same job complaining about the same bs so then if they really think about anything else that's out there that fear component kicks in and it overpowers them to stay exactly where they're at Hmm. that's what i that's what i genuinely think because ever since ever since i made the move from georgia to indianapolis and i started diving into the podcast going back to school doing a brand new job and a brand new career Mm -hmm. um literally i kind of just said f you to that fear complex and now i'm I'm going after it 100 percent so what was there ever a moment where you doubted yourself tegan and you're you're not and you basically are not the person that you're that you are today uh i mean i think there's always times like there's different periods of time where we get rid of certain doubts or certain limiting beliefs right but i think a lot mm-hmm. of those things only happen once we do the thing that we're scared of and realize it's not so scary, it's we can sit there and think about it all the time. Like, I'm gonna get over my living belief, but I don't think, like I said, words over actions. There's no, like, there's no way you can talk about it and think about it, but until you actually do it, it's not likely to get rid of certain doubts. But to answer your question, yes, I've. I mean, even this past month, I realized I was holding on to a lot of doubt. Um, And the most recent time that sort of a veil was lifted was actually winning the summer shredding show because Mm -hmm. I never thought that would ever be a possibility. Never. I was like, there's no way. Um, And I came back from that. I'm just giving like, so basically what I'm saying right now is I've had doubt my whole life. (laughs) Because I just realized that there was 
a lot of things that I hadn't gotten over or I didn't fully believe. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, some of those veils were when people tell you that you're crazy, that you're doing something wrong, or that if you're not initially doing what society tells you is the right thing to do or the most logical thing to do, that you're wrong. But what I realized or one of the beliefs that I sort of overcame was maybe that's what it takes if you're acting obsessed, if you're acting quote unquote crazy, you're maybe not doing the thing that society tells you is the right thing to do. Maybe you're the one that's actually going to break through because you're one of the only few people actually willing to do that. And I mean, Hmm. I would say one of my major doubts was always revolving around uh, financial situations. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I can run through a list of doubts, but <laughs> I mean, I uh, I've worked uh, like nine to five jobs. I've always felt like I needed to do something that was for that I could build. It wasn't like necessarily building for someone else. And but I would always fall back onto sort of full time gigs, and it's because I didn't actually believe that I could do anything sort of, you know, better than average. It's, I was always like second place guy growing up, you know, never the first place, like no matter how hard I work. So I never thought I could be first place or make something that people would actually listen to or want to be cared about. Cause I remember, <laughs> uh, like I always had a fear of my of my voice and how I talked. I, I had a stutter growing up really bad. And so I mm-hmm. remember when Instagram stories came out. Um, and around the same time, I was trying to apply for a reality TV show, Survivor. And I realized yeah. I couldn't talk in front of a camera. I couldn't. I was by myself. I was like, wow, I look so dumb. I look like a freaking loser idiot who can't talk you know (laughs) or stutter too much and then i remember seeing ig stories come out not snapchat but ig stories (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh yeah forget forget snapchat yeah well i remember when ig stories came out i was like oh they're just copying snapchat they're so lame but then it just was better so um, but I remember using IGTV or IG stories to actually get better at talking to a camera. And now it feels like nothing. So like, that's actually a legitimate doubt that I had was would people actually care what I had to say. And then that doubt is gone. I had a doubt of, I would, I've, I don't have abs. I've never been able to see my abs. I was 25 years old and athlete my whole life. I used to do eat three pieces of bread and do like 40 minutes of stairs and train every day. And I would never lose weight. Just this horrible metabolism. Uh, I was like, there's no way I can ever look like even what I look like right now. I thought that would be impossible. You know, Um, I never doubted or I never actually believed that I could make it in California. Being in Texas, I was always told you're going to eat dirt. It's too expensive out there. It's weird out there. 
But then I moved here in the worst possible situation. I was paying for two rents. I just lost my job. <laughs> and I just got out of a six-year relationship. And I decided to move to San Diego. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's intense. That's and, intense right there. and you know what? It's the best decision ever. And so it's like these type of things that once you just do them, it's like, oh, that's not so bad. Now I feel like I can move across the country at any time and it's going to be okay. It's no longer a scary thing. And talking on a story is no longer scary. We talk to you on this podcast for probably an hour straight until my mouth gets completely dry. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the plan. That's the plan for sure. And I'm definitely glad that you got over that doubt of how you feel in regards to talking mm-hmm. on camera or talking on TV or whatever the case may be, right? Because at the end of the day, people always have an incredible story to share. So I know people are going to love listening to this episode and hell to the yes, my man. So I have two quick mm-hmm. questions regarding Summer Shredding Classic. Mm-hmm. So what was the promise you made to your girlfriend? <laughs> regarding summer shredding classic okay so this is a really this is basically the love story that i never get tired of telling because it's so outlandish mm-hmm. or it's just so long um so deanna and i were friends for about a year and she was one mm-hmm. of the first people i talked to when i moved to san diego um through instagram I just she her post was shared on my friend's story, and I decided to click on it. And I read the post and I tried to connect with her, but then she didn't respond to me for like three months. And then, okay. <laughs> and then, and then, okay. and then I kept asking her to hang out, like, "Oh, like I'm new San Diego, I'd love to yeah. train." I didn't, I, I didn't get to hang out with her for six months because it was just okay. you know she was. Thought I was sketchy, dude. <laughs> well, at least at least you were persistent. Oh, I mean, I just I tried here and there. Yo, it it, were, it wasn't that much. You were. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't. It was just coming from a place of like you actually just wanting to like train with her and just mm. connect. It wasn't coming from any other place. Mm. So, and you just wanted to connect with people within the same space that cared about training mm. and fitness and lifestyle. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but to fast forward, so we connected because she was uh, doing bodybuilding shows, bikini shows, and we would train. Mm-hmm. And then we became just close friends. We hang out on Halloween, went to parties, this and that. And um, she was in the middle of her prep season. And I would just go train with her. Again, we were not dating at this point. And then one Sunday afternoon, we just randomly, we never do this. We put it on YouTube. And we're like, oh, let's just watch Christian Guzman. And then it was a video and it was him showing his phone saying, oh, there's still openings for bikini and summer shredding. And I looked at her. You know, I'm not dating her. There's no romance at this point. And I say, I think you could win that. And then we just decided to book it and fly across the country to do that. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And so we met up with some people, did all that. Anyways, there's no plans. Like this was like very on a whim, but she 
we made a joke with the housemates that we were staying with. We said, okay, if she wins the overall, then we all have to compete in it, in it next year. And lo and behold, she, she just walks out and freaking wins that thing. And I was like, but no, wait, that wasn't <laughs> supposed to happen. You know what I mean? It's like, we're like running around with like chickens with their head cut off, like eating food in the car and just frantic everywhere. She was almost late to the finals. And so it's like, okay. And uh, she won it. And so we had that promise to make or to, to keep. And then that just led to the most ridiculous year to ever even try to compete in the show. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, that was the, that was the whole reason I decided to do that. It was just, I made a promise. And then a couple months later, she had some trophies out on the table and she goes, the trophy needs a partner. And that just burned in my mind forever. I <laughs> held that for like a year of like, okay, let's try to get this one trophy, this one shot, you know? And uh, that's yep. literally those words was what motivated me to do that. It was very, very simple and not very thought out. It was just like obsessive, you know? Well, um, listeners at home, wherever you're at, write that down, make a crazy promise um, to your friends and to yourself about just going after it. So is there anyone that you're pushing to compete at uh, SSC? Um, Wait, sorry, can you say that one more time? Boom. So um, everyone at home, just basically just write that down, um, what Tegan was saying in regards to making a crazy promise to uh, your friends, significant other, to yourself, and just go after it. Um, And so is there anyone that you're pushing to (laughs) say, yo, now it's your turn? Uh, Yeah, so we've decided that it's now passing of the torch type of situation uh, because, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous right if that could actually keep going because what what's interesting is the girl that i won the bikini show this next year was actually one of our friends and so it was really cool to see that happen as well um Mm -hmm. but uh i've tried i'm trying to convince mitchell torres to uh go out and try to win this thing next year Ah, Mitch. Okay. Uh, yeah, but you know, because he made the promise last year, so he's got. He still has to own up to it because he was there the first time. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna video clip that and I'm gonna send that to him. So, <laughs> um, so how did you feel on stage at that exact moment when you won? Uh, complete disbelief. Complete, complete, complete disbelief, disbelief because for one I mean I did that show two years ago and basically didn't place or do anything at all right so that was my last show and then um, granted it wasn't NPC or anything but it was like you know to kind of go from last to first with one go is kind of crazy um, but it was almost like I let go of so much stress that I was holding mm-hmm. because I put so much pressure on myself to perform at a hundred percent, like all the time. Uh, 
when it comes to showing up for people and just like if i feel like i need to be somewhere for someone it my gut would just eat at me like it just won't shut up and so that's the sort of type of voice i have in my head when it comes to uh all that and i think it was just like it was all worth it it was all worth it for that moment like the 44 weeks driving an hour one way to lockdown gym even doing it while i lost my job <laughs> you know moving around COVID, like there is no like having like five different gym memberships just to try to make things work you know signing up going at 5 a.m uh and to drive like spending like 70 dollars in gas like every three days just to go there um just feeling like absolute doo-doo being like i feel like freaking <laughs> dung hole i don't want to pick up any weight like you don't want to go to the gym you feel like you almost want to cry mm -hmm. on a stairmaster every day for like three weeks because you're just like my legs are burning. i have blisters all over my feet and it's like it was all worth it i just wanted to fall to the ground and i felt so happy because it's something that i can share with Deanna forever. Like no one can ever take that away from us, you know? And it's just, it's very special. Yeah. It's really crazy. It's ridiculous when I think about it sometimes. Absurd, but it's cool. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for her. So in a way she inspired me just by doing her, like living her life, you know? That's kind of what I'm talking about. She mm -hmm. wasn't, she never told me to compete. Never. She doesn't care if I stay shredded or not. She doesn't care if I get fluffy. She's telling me to eat 10,000 calories. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she doesn't care. Um, but it's like she inspired me and motivated me to do that. And now it's like, not only did I win, but more importantly, it's an amazing story. And it helped me get rid of doubts because you just showed up and did it. Well, that is that is so badass, my man. So thank you for sharing that. And um, now I'm going to drop another mm -hmm. quick question. Since this is a podcast for content creators, do you have a format for the content that you post or do you just post what makes you happy? Um, so that is actually something that is about to change. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. so I've never really been super consistent with the theme of my page. And that's probably okay. the biggest reason for the lack of growth, despite how much involvement I've had. It's just been a it's been a lack of uh, consistency. You know, times of not doing anything, and then deciding to do different stuff and basically change. Because for a long time, I was super resistant to posting anything fitness. I was like, I don't want to be a fitness person, but I love the gym. It's like I don't know where I was getting at there, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just like judging myself, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm that person. But it's yeah. like, why? It's I like, why am I saying that to myself? That's so stupid to be so judgmental, you know, and so critical. It's like, you, this is, it's just ignoring. It's like, it's like actually ignoring your passion and saying, I don't want to be that person, maybe because I need to be an upstanding citizen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know i should be posting biceps that's very ew like don't be that person you know but it was like you know what? i don't care i like let's just see what happens 
Um, but now there will definitely be more content matching and strategy involved. I don't have that set in stone mm-hmm. yet, um, but that will be something where that gets better and better because just nailing down very certain things like ideal client, what their struggles are, that way I can cater towards offering the most value. Um, mm-hmm. But I want it to be a mixture of intensity, of explaining training, intensity, creative, and mindset, essentially, with cool co- with cool pictures. But how, how that's going to be structured, I'm not necessarily sure yet. So previous, so for the past okay. couple of months, it's literally been posting. There's no format. <laughs> it is just, it's like, okay, have I posted too many workout videos in a row? Have I posted too many static pictures in a row? And it's kind of trying to balance. It's just trying to balance what the content type is. You know, not always seeing super long captions. Sometimes being a training plan, sometimes being a mindset, sometimes being a story, sometimes being a, a quote. Just trying to have be balanced, but no real strategy there. Okay, so up until this point, there hasn't been any structure to it. You've just been posting what mm-hmm. you've wanted. And now in the next couple of months or weeks, you're going to change that format when you finally figure out how you want to structure yeah. it. Um, but you have your four main topics or content that you want to create and cater for mm-hmm. um, in regards to intensity, mindset, um, providing value for any potential clients mm-hmm. that can come your way for Precision Elite because mm-hmm. you're a coach correct. now, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Congrats Thank you very much. That, I'm very, very excited. <laughs> and I'm already on it, and- like already doing homework, already doing a lot to make it uh, the best experience ever because – it's about helping people, you know. It's that it kind of goes in line with that second why that I have. Okay. Yeah, that certainly does. And I think that you hit it on like the nail. You said it perfectly when you were talking about your post format or what you want to do. You want to mm-hmm. provide value to people. Um, so whenever I talk to anyone that's like a high level badass within the industry, they're always like saying value, mm-hmm. value, value, because uh, you can post so many shirtless pictures, but if it doesn't help someone at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yes. So yeah. And um, basically what do you think about people on social media who purchase their followers, likes, engagement and um, engagement pods? What do you think about that? Okay. I mean, I can go down the list. If you bought a lot of followers, that does not mean you're going to make conversions. <laughs> so yeah. therefore pointless because it also kills mm-hmm. your engagement from my understanding, because the ratio of ghost followers to real followers makes it way less likely for real people to engage because that split is just ginormous. Like you don't, so you have 200,000 mm-hmm. ghost followers who will never interact with you ever. There's no chance. <laughs> um, so I think yeah. that's, I think a lot of people want to, like, everyone wants to be successful. Or not everyone, but, you know, a lot of people want it. And so mm-hmm. some people want the shortcut. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know? Nope. It doesn't work it that way. You can only figure for so long and until systems get better and better. Because, yeah, like, maybe it worked for a little bit, but then all these 
uh, analytics tools came out and then you're there, like they're done, you know, there's no way they can prove anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen people with 5,000 followers outsell someone with 450,000 followers. Easy, you know, it doesn't really depend. I, mean, I don't think success is really dependent on how many followers you have, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's sustainable. You know, it's like, okay, so you keep, you keep buying more and more followers and you keep buying more and more likes essentially. So if you ever turn that service off or if you ever, that service ever goes away, it's done. It's toast because you're, you're dependent on mm-hmm. it. It's like a, I don't know. Um, and then engagement pods, I feel like it's sort of the same thing. It's like, do you want to spend an hour every day of your life, like going through 60 posts to like and comment on that you don't really care about and that you're not actually reading the post. You're just kind of getting through it really fast. Is that really a good use of time? You know? Nope. Yeah. Um, on a personal note, I remember, I think you were on a treadmill one day and you were literally talking about engagement pods. You were talking about buying mm-hmm followers you were giving just your genuine input about that and that definitely made the light bulb click in my head where i'm just there like wow one people do this and two it is so such a waste Mm -hmm. of time for you to be actively following however many 60 people were in that pod right and then you have to like you said it you have to like content that you genuinely don't give up give a yeah, you don't get it's like, oh, cool hat. I don't fucking like that hat. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, engagement pods, guys, waste of time. Um, buying likes, buying followers, buying engagement, a waste of time. Because trust me, literally yesterday, I saw someone post something, 11 minutes, got 20,000 views, only one comment. And all the numbers prior to that, to that person, it wasn't adding up. I'm just there like, you just took a shortcut. And I was, I, I, it took all of my energy not to just message this person beer. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Wait, but so it had 22,000 views. <laughs> it had 22,000 views in 12 minutes. Oh, 12 yeah. 12 minutes, one, That's so, one comment. It's so fishy. Only one comment. <laughs> Only one comment and everything else before that had about like 200 views, 300 views. So I'm just there like, nope. How many followers? Adding up, you just jumped up. Like 500? Um, <laughs> nah, like I think 30, 30,000 okay. followers. But the, number, the numbers yeah. just aren't adding yeah, up. Yeah, so, like, all so like 80% so... of that following saw within 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah i know trust me because there's we know and we know we know what instagram is doing in regards to decreasing natural reach in all aspects of post story um Mm -hmm. hashtags you name it to force people to purchase um promoting Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth so it's a little bit harder for your posts to pop Mm -hmm. off nowadays right unless you don't unless you have that authentic engagement and support within that first what five ten ten mm-hmm. minutes of your of you posting so for that to happen i was just there like nah that's bullshit yeah <laughs> that's bs it's so sad it's such a waste yeah. of money too 
It's like you could spend that hour yeah, of an engagement rather. pod like actually doing something like this, actually building content. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like the second that the light bulb clicked in my head and I'm like, it, when you're providing value, content that's valuable for people in any way, shape or form, whether it's video, photo, audio, like what we're doing now, um, people genuinely care. People genuinely listen and they engage with it. And then it, it grows. It's organic. So I would rather have an authentic mm-hmm. foundation of people that genuinely care. Like you're going to have so much great support with people, not only within the ghost takeover team, but the fitness community that have been following you for a long time with you mm-hmm. now being with alpha Lead. So you have that foundation there to grow. Mm-hmm. I definitely uh, realize that. And that's why I'm being extremely proactive when it comes to that. It's like you, because mm-hmm. it's not a full-time thing. It's only three months. It's like a contract to hire type of thing. So it's, yep. I'm not, not going to say and be like, yes, I'm the number one athlete. Clearly not. It's like, you, you still had to show the value because yes, you won the show. Yep. Uh, but that is not just you won the show. It doesn't mean you're a great content creator or provide value, right? You can win the show and make no sales. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, and so therefore, mm-hmm. it's like, well, does this really make sense for us? No. And I think just also showing the appreciation for the opportunity because, man, I'm humbled. It's really crazy. I just, I'm just speechless <laughs> when it comes to that. Like, never what I would ever have imagined that to ever be a possibility but uh yeah i hope to create more and more value too uh partnering with people learning from them and just helping people out that decide to use my code too it's like i want to run a giveaway for people that use my code and that way it's a way of giving back um that's that's dope and that's awesome way of saying thank you to people who use code gohan at checkout at alphalete.com (laughs) appreciate it it's a little little plug dude (laughs) Ah, a little plug dude and um but yeah now i just have to ask like i i know when you got on board on the take on the ghost takeover team right but how did the relationship between you and ghost start (laughs) that's really funny uh, that you say that because it ties back to Alpha Lead, actually. Uh, so I grew up in Houston, Texas. And I will say mm-hmm. Christian and Athlete was not like the first fitness people I followed. I actually followed uh, like foreign people first. So yeah, it was like, I don't know, really? I followed Tavi Castro. Do you know who that is? Uh, yeah, Tavi Castro. Yeah, I know who that is. Michelle Lewin and this chick named Bella Falcone, which I don't even know what the heck she does, does anymore. But they were like freaking ripped. And I was like, whoa, so, this is crazy. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Um, that's funny because Michelle Lewin is based out in Miami. And I'm, I'm working Dude, together on the really podcast awesome. as we speak. So yeah, that's, that's funny. Uh, drop that's that Deanna's inspo too. That's like her. Oh, yep. That's like that's, what her what? goals is. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's dope. And so, um, 
as you were mm-hmm. stating, they're mm-hmm. following like foreign mm-hmm. fitness influencers and not immediately mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stateside or whatever the case. But then so, I sort of found Alpha Elite and started watching that type of stuff. Yes. But the way that I actually found out what Ghost even was was not even through Instagram or fitness. And so here's the weirdest thing is I remember I was working in Houston, Texas. I was on a design website because Mm -hmm. I was working as a uh, UI UX designer and creative director at the time. So I was looking up just inspiration for things like modern websites. And and I went on this Mm -hmm. website called Behance or maybe it was Dribble. But I found I, I saw this really cool website looking thing and I clicked on it and it said ghost. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like this is really cool because it was like a really cool mix of street and sport. And it looks a lot different now than it did then. But the concepts were really cool. And mm-hmm. that was the first time I ever heard about ghost. And so from there I followed, I looked it up and I found the very first ghost video like building the brand i'm not sure if that's what it's called it's like or like we are here it's it's something like really short but it's dan and ryan with the spray paint you know and all that stuff <clears throat> and i remember just going nice. to summer shredding was an event i believe like before it was a contest i think i'm getting the name right but it was at the second Alpha Elite gym and the warehouse one. And mm-hmm. I had just like figured out who Max was. I bought like one of his leggings, like talking to him there. And over outside, I saw the ghost setup and there had little sample cups. And it was just, I believe it was just black cherry warheads and sour watermelon warheads. It was like they had three flavors, I think, at this point. And I went over there and tried it, and I was like, yo, this is really good. Like, this is really good stuff. And I talked to CJ, mm-hmm. uh, Ricky, I believe Dan and Ryan were there. I, it's kind of slipping my mind. But that was my first ever contact with them. And then from there, I started buying peanut butter cereal milk, like, all the time. And that was a really big deal for me because I always bought cheap protein. I was like, oh, I'm spending $40 on this two-pound two mm-hmm. tub. I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> you know? But I was like, it's so freaking good. Um, and uh, from there, yeah. so that was 2016, I believe. Maybe, yeah. 2016, 2017 in the summer when I saw that. I think it was 2016. And... Maybe 2015. But anyways, it was not 17. Because I start to follow people. Like I sort of see ghosts kind of pop off. I see Halen, I see Taylor, and I just start following people. And I remember I asked Halen, I was like, hey, uh, I asked you to San Diego. Is there any way I can like offer value to ghosts? Like maybe I see you're dropping off samples. Like I could do that too. Um, I'm a designer. I could make creative assets. And he was like, oh, yeah, just uh, email CJ. He's like, I'll put in a good word for you. And so I didn't know CJ's email. So I just guessed his email. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I just guessed it. <laughs> you just guessed it? 
<laughs> I just did CJ Ghost Lifestyle, <laughs> and I basically told him what I told Halen was like, "Hey, like I'm moving out here. I'd be willing to help in any way for free. Just let me know. I love to be a part of the brand. The product's really amazing." And I just shot to a random email, dude. Just guessed. I promise you, I had no idea because there was I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, I don't know what it is. It's like it was public information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then randomly, I remember I was like walking around at lunchtime, and I got an email back from CJ like three or three months later. I was like, "What, really?" Wow. And then yeah, we got on a call with him, and then a couple months later, I was uh, part of the takeover team, and I was like. Dang, that's sort of like my first little step in there, you know, into this little scene. And it was just you kind of like inch your way in. Just don't just keep offering value and keep meeting people. Yeah. So funny thing is I was living in Columbus, Georgia, I think like about an hour and a half away from Atlanta. And I saw that Ghost would always do events in Chicago because that's where headquarters is based. Um, Olympia, um, the head of the headquarters for GNC out in, out in Philadelphia. So I was seeing ghost events all over except for Atlanta. So after posting every single day about gen being genuine mm -hmm. as fuck about what I use, um, I think I sent an email to Dan, Ryan, Ricky, CJ, Nah, everyone at headquarters just saying like, hey, if you guys ever want to do an event out in Atlanta, just let me know. I'll drive the hour and a half to go over there to help to do whatever. Right. And if not, I'll still set something up with the legends in Atlanta so that there could be like a content day or something for the brand. And in less than 20 Man, he was hours, on it. He, he obviously liked your email more. And then that. <laughs> <laughs> um I, well the thing is i think i had been in, in contact with cj um about like a year prior about maybe like alabama or auburn um but it just wasn't the right time so i i think i was like on his radar already but i think that email literally just set everything off in motion even further so all right, guys, everyone at home, just email. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think the main thing there is definitely. <laughs> oh, my God. People would always ask me. I remember talking to you as well, but people would always ask me, like, really selfish questions about it. You know, they're like, hey, like, can, like, what do you get out of this? Mm -hmm. And I'd always respond, like, it's not about that. It's not about what you get. Yeah. You're like, you're already. That. I already don't want to help you because you're operating from a selfish standpoint. It's like, no, yeah. what, what I both realized just from your email and my, and, and my email, it's just simply offering value. Not, it's mm -hmm. like just showing genuine, hey, I'll like what you're doing. I'd love to be a part. Let me know what I can do. Here's some ideas. That's literally all it is. Yeah. I think I remember one DM that I got from someone and it was like, Hey, um, make me a takeover team member for Boston. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what the fuck? 
I literally, I literally was just there like, you're an idiot, blocked, game over, like, enough. <laughs> like, it's so demanding. the conversation off with that. And second, and second, um, yeah, no, it has to come from like a genuine place of you liking the brand, the products, the people at the end of the day, and you wanting, it's like, it has to come from a genuine place. That's what I've learned so much about anything nowadays it's it's comes off genuine just make it just make it be real because mm-hmm. if it's not real people will tell no, or you won't act according that. it's like your words won't match up with your with your actions yeah or like maybe you show up but you're in a really bad mood you know um it's also like hey yes if i was a freaking so, magical wizard i would just plop you into boston as a takeover member but guess what? I don't have that kind of power. <laughs> <laughs> well, for that person, I wouldn't have even wanted to do anything to help him or her out. So it's like, sorry, it's all bye. good. <laughs> but, but, um, how important is it for someone to follow through with their word or follow through with the things that they're going to say for you specifically? Oh, I mean, it's it's everything. It's mm-hmm. you. It's like if you're in my life and I'm choosing to spend time with you, it's it means that I really care because I'm totally fine being alone. <laughs> and so if you are totally fine, like <laughs> I don't need anyone to do anything. It's like I just I I, I feel comfortable in that space of just being alone or living life. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course I would seek companionship, but it's not like I need it all the time. And I have my people, like I have my, uh, I have my tribe. And so if you're saying, you know, I'm gonna be there and then, you're ne- and then you never show up or you always make plans, but then you don't show up or follow through. Or, you know, you say you, ha- you have these all these mm-hmm. really cool ideas. And then you say that, yeah, yeah I'm gonna get to it. And then you never do. You just start to like your word it, it isn't as powerful. And then there are certain types of people when they say they're going to do something mm-hmm. and they do it over and over and over. You're like, oh shit! Like if they say that they're going to do something crazy, they probably mean it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I I get where you're coming from in regards to that aspect, because when someone says that they're going to do something or um, yeah, when someone says that they're going to do something and then then they don't, they don't have that follow through their words and actions from that point forward, don't have that same character, Mm -hmm. don't have that same commitment. And if it happens over and over and over again, that's when I'll question really are are you helping are you helping yourself progress further in life because if i don't see it happening with you i don't want that that mindset to <laughs> my life hell no but also <laughs> it, it's just confusing hell no then dude. you're like hey like i don't necessarily know what this person is yeah. even about and then if you don't know what they're about they kind of seem unpredictable or they seem confusing and maybe their doubt does leak into your life or you just don't really know who they are because 
what they're saying is not lying with what they're acting. And you're like, are you like, do you even know who you are? You know what I mean? It's like, if you don't, like, if, if you don't even know who you are, then what is your backbone? Like, what would you do to me? Or like, how would you treat people? It's like, you don't know because there's just not, it's just so all over the place. Yep. So I'm going to drop another question in there. What is what is your favorite music to listen to while living? Dude, it changes. It changes. I I have three main genres though. It changes. Um, I will listen to hardcore metal, mm-hmm. like screamo metal, like like okay, Sweet. like upon a burning body, like Healthy. screaming, yes, cussing, like really hype. Okay. but I have to be in the mood for it. It's like it's like okay. Um, yeah, I know. if I'm in like a really hype mood, I'll listen to some pretty headbanger EDM type of stuff. It's like, it's like the same noise over and over and over. It's like, wah, 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 wah. It's like yeah, it's like, I think I'm raving, you know, I'm like dancing <laughs> around. I'm like, yeah. Um, but right. most recently I say during the last prep, I played like three or four songs from the weekend over and over and over. And those songs are Faith, Heartless, um, I forget the other two, but it was like mainly uh, Faith and Heartless. I just would play it like 20 times in a row in the gym. It was like really filthy. Okay. That's dope. Well... Yeah, I had a feeling because if I remember correctly, you would always post like some heavier music mm-hmm. on um, some content and stuff like that. Uh, maybe for like maybe for like 10, 15 seconds real quick. And then I know that at a certain <laughs> point you were trying to learn how to shuffle. You were trying to learn. Um, you were interested in yeah. like, DJing or learning mm-hmm. how to DJ, like create playlists and all that uh-huh. fun stuff. So I knew that you were like into EDM. Um, are there any raves or music festivals that you're looking forward so to? So I've always in the when wanted the to go to EDC place? Orlando, and, or mainly e- EDC Las Vegas. But then most recently when I figured out EDC Orlando was yeah. actually even a thing, like that'd be cool to go to too, but I'd always choose Las Vegas. Um, I mean, stuff is still not open down here. So I was actually looking at, at them. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what is the soonest rave? And I couldn't, I, and I was on Eventbrite. I couldn't find anything until March. I was like, well, that's disappointing. But oh well. Yep. <laughs> um, because <laughs> right before COVID really smacked us, we had tickets to go to something called Beyond Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And I was so hyped. Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and just totally got smushed. And I was like, well, sad day. So. Then they were like, okay, you can get refund tickets for EDC Las Vegas, which I think, I don't even know if that happened this year, but the the, the projected date was the day wow. of summer shredding. So I was like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> so I just got a refund all the way. So I was like, well, it's like all these nope. fun things I wanted to do, but then just everything was pushed back for eternity. So, um, so maybe next year. <laughs> well, <laughs> next year, 
you and your crew, you'll definitely go to EDC Las Vegas, EDC Orlando, whichever one that you guys want to go to, and you'll have fun no matter what. Um, so I'll just have to drop another quick question in there. What is your favorite show to watch oh, on God. Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus? What do you watch when you just want to <laughs> relax? When you just want to oh, relax for a little while? Um, well, I can always just go back to like. I'm going to tell you like two of my favorite shows of all time. And then I'm going to tell you what I most recently chilled out to. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you're like, that's not a chill show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd say my two top favorite or three top favorite shows is one game of Thrones. Obviously. Um, I love breaking bad. I watched that okay. like in college Dope. and I'd pull all nighters and just watch it. For, like, cause mm-hmm. I, my college killed me. I was up for like 48 hours straight all the time. And uh, I would just like have Breaking Bad on. Stuff was blowing up. And I was like, yes, I'm awake. <laughs> and uh, third would be Hannibal. <laughs> so Hannibal, like the, um, the serial killer, Ooh. is very well done. And I, got, I, I would get scared watching it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'd like back away from my phone. <laughs> like, like, uh, I like how you. Uh, uh, That's yeah, funny. so those are all really good. I don't know if oh. you have, if you watched any of them, but. So Game of Thrones, yes, of course, mm-hmm. and then Breaking Bad is one of the best TV shows ever, hands down. Um, Hannibal, I haven't, but just the fact that you shared how you get emotionally i'm scared as i'm scared it's creepy Basically, yeah it's um, it's so psychological to too and it is like the it's very very well done it feels like a movie oh. like it's done it's done well very very well acting is superb and it's creepy as shit because it's like real it's like oh my god <laughs> uh, boom so tegan I just wanted to say thank you so much for getting on Content Inspire. It it was a blast. It was so much fun having You're welcome. You if we need to do it again and for like more, we man. can. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, quick question. Do you happen to have any um, yeah, shows so in mind or anything in the future? Interesting question is like two days ago. So this whole prep, this whole past year, so I did summer shredding. I did a muscle contest mm-hmm. show right after, which I did not do so well on. But then since mm-hmm. seeing the pictures, I feel a little bit differently about my placing. <laughs> so I was just like, I like trying to be unbiased as possible, but okay. I was very shocked. I wasn't shocked in the moment. I was just really sad that I didn't do well. Like I just very, like, I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to eat food. I was like, I was just determined. I had basically been prepping for so long. I was like, I can just keep going forever until I die. <laughs> Cause I was just numb. I was like, I don't even care about food anymore. <laughs> I just like, I'm eating nothing. And I'm just it's like a train ran over me. Um, um, but despite all that, it was 44 weeks long. And I wanted to see if I liked doing it with the support system I have. Uh, me and my girlfriend, who is aspiring to be a pro or debating still, but most likely um, she's way more seasoned competitor than I am a community that supports me in my home that supports me, um, you know, to see what that looked like having a, a local coach and uh, 
being able to do it the right way, like the real way, because I had prepped two times before and coach is never local. I kind of did it by myself. I had like one buddy that trained with me and he was awesome. Like I wouldn't have done it without him. Um, but two days ago I was in the gym and I was like, huh, I still am like really happy. Like I don't talk anything poorly about the prep and it's like only two weeks out. And I'm like, I really like that. Like that was fun. And it will never most likely have to be 44 weeks long ever again. <laughs> so um, there is possibility <laughs> that Deanna and I may do a prep together next year, because that's also like another sort of little dream uh, is like, she, I'm, I was iffy about it, but she's like, yeah, like, I would love to do a prep together. She's like, be on stage together. Like, okay it's like so we're both depleting how's that gonna be <laughs> uh, so maybe next year there's a possibility for trying to go for a <laughs> national show next year um but we both decided that we would never again because that's it doesn't feel right it's like once you've won you need to pass it on type of thing okay that makes sense so next year, whenever it does happen in regards to you and her competing, um, <laughs> okay. when you win. There you go. There's that type of promise. We love those types of promises, right? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I have Alex Toplin when he's going to go for Tampa Pro 2021. When he wins, he gets on Content Inspire again. So um mm-hmm. whenever whatever show that you decide to hop mm-hmm. on and you win okay. with deanna um hop on my man in all honesty so i'll uh oh i know i gave okay. you a promise you got it yeah, basically uh keep well, your word. i'm writing it down <laughs> thanks and um like i said thank thank you for being on content inspire i greatly appreciate your time yeah thank you and, so much um, i you, dude on the it, real it went this by so fun. fast Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, for everyone that is listening at home, if you'd like to support Tegan with any Alpha Elite launches or anything that you want to pick up, use code GOHAN. Um, we're both part of Ghost. Um, so basically, use code BE SEEN at the checkout, all that good fun stuff to save 20%. And thank you guys. Listeners, you. <laughs> until next time. Oh, sorry. No, so, that's. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's all good oh man <laughs> that was awesome dude it's fun I'm, I'm happy